everybody. Welcome to part two of our DFS Pick 6 podcast. I am Will Brinson, uh, the host of this podcast. We had Mike McClure of Sportsline.com. Reminder, you can go to Sportsline.com slash join, use promo code Brinson, and get your first month for a dollar. Do that, and I get a big prize. So go hook your boy up. Everybody do that immediately. Uh, right now, we got a second part of DFS stuff. Um, going to talk to Brandon Guptill, a.k.a. Gup, from GupsCorner.com. So let's dive right on into that. All right, joining the program now. Very excited for this. Been trying. We've been trying to podcast. Uh, while Gup is joining the program, but Brandon Gupto, how you doing, buddy? I am the well. Gup on Twitter. Doing well. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing excellent. Proprietor of GupsCorner.com. I was actually wearing a uh, my Gup's Corner Master Tee uh, yesterday. You've done. I am. A, I, my wife is uh, repulsed and disgusted by the number of collectible soft colored T-shirts, mostly gray that I have. Like I'm currently wearing a uh, Scott Fishbowl uh, T-shirt for uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah for the old, the old Scott Fishbowl, and um, she's like like she doesn't get. She gets maybe thirty percent of them. Maybe 30% of like, she knows I have a club trill t-shirt that I've had for 20 years that she, she hates. Um, but, but I, I think the, the Gup's Corner t-shirt is very nice and soft. It's green, so it's a little different and, uh, it's in my rotation. So she, I think she is aware of who you are without actually knowing who you are. That's awesome. You know, when we see them and especially it's kind of picked up a little bit on tour, well, people shoot pictures when they see them on TV of guys in the behind the tee box or something. And so it's kind of, it's kind of cool to see that stuff now that it's growing. Yeah. And, uh, so for those who don't know, if you haven't been to govscorner.com, you should check it out. I am a, I'm a member. I'm a lurker in the, the private Slack chat. I love that idea that you guys hop in there and answer questions. Um, you got the podcast, the smash factor, and, uh, you can also, you know, you can subscribe there and you guys just unleashed a bunch of football tools. Do you think that is Gup's Corner more, football or more golf or is that why it's the corner well i think originally you know my my background and kind of how i got started was handicapping football um, especially nfl and, and and i played college football and and so that's my was my passion but later in life my passion became golf in the sense of learning the game late i didn't start pick, i didn't pick up a club till my master's year in college oh wow and, and i didn't you drive the think, ball pretty well for somebody who had picked up a club late yeah i didn't think i was gonna lie but all my buddies like i stayed at i stayed at the campus during the summers to get you know i got both my degree my first my, my first two degrees in five years but i stayed there and did school all summer and these guys would go out and play golf and i was like golf what that you know, I, I watched Tiger and all that, but I was like, can't be that fun. And they're like, it's, a, it's the funnest thing in the world. And I was like, all right. So I picked it up and I was hooked within you know a year. I was in it. And so as we fast forward, the analytical side of golf in the last three or four years, especially with the strokes, game metrics, and all that coming aboard, it's exploded. Right, and it grabbed me because I'm an analytical background. You know, my background is accounting, financial analysis, and all that, which is common in you know daily fantasy world, but. I think in the last year or two, people thought we were only golf because it kind of boomed. And and obviously last year, the year I had and kind of caught fire in the industry this year, I, you know, everybody's like, you do football. And I was like, well, actually football was our, <laughs> that was kind of the start of it all. And handicapping wise, that's my best sport, you know, percentage wise. So it, it's 50 50. People are super excited this year because we've obviously grown tremendously in the last year and they didn't know we had football last year. And so now that we, are pushing it and, and getting into it and the slack helps a lot. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, we, we released our first set of kind of 
you know, proprietary tools to help with whether it's season long, daily fantasy, betting, whatever. You know, it's it's an in-depth tool set as an add-on to our content package. Uh, and by the way, if you don't know, Gup won uh, 400 grand last year in the span of like three weeks on uh, playing on DraftKings Golf. Um, and I think it's interesting, but I think this year is going to be – at least I mean, I know for me it's going to be different. So la- like last year I stupidly – went out and played on DraftKings. I, I think, I think there's going to be an explosion of casual, more casual DFS NFL players because there's just, it feels more like gambling is more legal. You know, gambling is legal in certain parts. I think people are going to be more enthusiastic about playing DraftKings and, and doing sort of getting away. Like I think that the, not that season long fantasy is saturated, but I think they're just like everybody's in on it. Like my dad was texting me last night about his draft and, and he was mad that I went to a movie with my wife for date night and that that he had my son at his house because he wanted me to text with him while he was drafting. He was like, who's, I got Kamara first. Who do I, you know, but, um, I, I think that now you're going to see these same types of players go into the DFS space. I did, I told you like the Millie maker every year for like 16 weeks last year, which is just dumb because you're, you're not going to get your money back. Um, and it's sort of like, like playing all, it's like, it's like the guy who, uh, buys a lottery ticket every lottery time. Lottery ticket. Every time he goes to the gas station, like what, am, what am I doing? Um, what would you recommend for, for people who are diving in as casual, maybe first time players? How, how would you approach it in terms of bankroll and contest selection? Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of the foundations of Gup's Corner, the community field building it was. I felt there's a huge advantage to be had if you understand what you're doing. And I think there was a, there was a gap in the industry. You know, I came up with the idea four or five years ago with the background thinking that someday the legalization of gambling would spread coast to coast. Luckily that's paid off, started to. And to your point, I don't think people realize like DFS and all that stuff was already legal in the majority of states. Right. But as they get into, oh, I can bet now and they go, what is this fantasy stuff or daily fantasy or you can win a million dollars and just put 20 bucks in and <laughs> it grabs their interest. And so it, any interest to the market gives interest to the industry, which gives interest to guys like us. Um, I think we have a unique deal, like you said, where we're about. Our biggest, you know, our slogans, family, friends, and green screens, green screens. And it's not a money maker for us per se. It's a trying to build a community to help each other and educate so that as this thing grows, you know, you have to define back to your original question, define, are you, are you just trying to hit a million dollars on a hundred bucks? If you are that, that's fine. You can't be mad. You just kind of throw the darts at, but if you want to build a bankroll and understand, you definitely understanding, you know, a generalization of how DraftKings works or FanDuel doesn't matter with, you know, a lot of guys don't understand what a three max is or a single entry or an right. MME. And, um, they don't understand that they put a 20 buck entry into the Millie maker and there's 290,000 entries. So it's a combination, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, co- combinations alone make it almost difficult. And so I was like, you know, if we can build this and, and kind of grow a community, especially the Slack, you know, I don't have to be in there every day. And as it's grown in the last six months, people help people. And it's even gotten family in personal with guys that, dealing with you know we have a guy dealing with als right now the community supporting him and um it's really neat to see all that but as contest selection goes you know i, I would i would suggest they find something whether it's us or anybody else that can um teach them the basics to understand so they don't just go in blind because that's where the you know people call them fish in, in the industry that they're just throwing money away because they don't understand that it's better to go you know if i had a hundred bucks i'd do a twenty dollar three max you know, and maybe and three max and obviously three max is like you can you can enter the contest because like if somebody has two hundred thousand dollars they can right. enter the or let's say they have two thousand dollars they can take it all and put every single like they can enter the um the millimaker uh a hundred times 
right? I mean, like, like you can enter it an unlimited amount of times if you want to put twenty bucks down, right? Yeah, it's it's 150 is the max now okay, on DraftKings. Okay. So, but yeah, if they had 3,000 bucks, and they do, so you know the people, yeah. new people coming in, don't. I I know I personally have friends in the industry that I know spend a hundred thousand dollars a week on NFL DraftKings. Oh my God. Now, do they have backers or they have a consortium or something that's like, I mean, there's guys in the industry that basically have financial people that you, that would use it as a stock market. So they're going to say, here, I'll, I'm going to bankroll you. Yeah. And I want 40% of your, of your, your play, kind of like a poker, old poker, old poker strategy, sharing your stakes. And so if you don't think it's happening, you know, a guy thinks everybody's like them. Oh, everybody's just throwing two or 300 bucks in. That's not true. There's guys that are playing five figures all week, every week. And so, Back to your point on like 150 max, if you put five lineups in and this guy can put 150 lineups in, it's a huge leverage. Massive. And so when I, yeah, when you use the term three max, it means any user, every user can only put a max of three in. So I, I call it leverage in the field is I like to be in contests even now. And I play a little bit higher bankroll than I did a year ago, but I like to be in fields where I have the option to max it. So if, if it's a three max or if it's a 20 max, there's 20 max $3 that would be great for, for people that are want to learn how to build lineups. So it's 60 bucks a week. You're not going to get rich off of it, but you do it for five weeks and you start learning how to do combinations and stacks and all that stuff, which we may get into a little bit, but it kind of teaches you the game and no one else in the field can have more than 20 with you. So you're level to the field. And so that's the kind of stuff that, um, people understanding that. And we have a couple of educational pods and we just did a, a combo pod Monday oh, nice. that we, we went in, uh, we kind of wrapped up the golf season for about 20 minutes and then, uh, Bucks and Tambo and I probably went an hour and the majority of it was deep diving into understanding fantasy football, uh, DraftKings contest selection and bankroll management. So that'd be a good pod just to check out. Yeah. And you can check that out on, uh, iTunes, also on cupscorner.com. Like here's the thing that I wish I had known last year. That, um, so when, like when you go, when you go to the, you go to these apps and, you know, they're promoting, they're promoting the, the ones they want to fill, like the, the million maker, right? And so the million, the million maker on DraftKings, it's $20 to enter, um, every week, it's a million dollars to first place, $200,000 to second place, but then like very quickly it drops off where, you know, 16th through 25th place is $5,000. And it's just, it's like, you have to get a, it's, it's like hitting the lottery. And I, w- I wish got last year that, um, I had done instead, like for instance, there's this NFL fair catch, which is single entry and it's $12. Like instead right. of, instead of putting $20 a week in the million maker to try and just hit the lottery, I wish I'd done the fair catch because there's only, I mean, quote unquote, only 19,000 people in it. It's, you know, every person can only enter once and your odds of, hitting that and having the best combination and actually making a big splash is probably better even if you won't, you know, win a million dollars and change your life. But you know, the other thing too is that people need to understand you win a million bucks, that is chicken feed to DraftKings when they're or FanDuel, whoever it is, when the rake they're taking on most of these contests is, you know, I mean if you're talking, you know, do the math, right? Two hundred now yep. two hundred and ninety thousand times twenty, you could do the math. A million dollars is not is not a is not a ton of money for them. So it's a it's a lucrative business. But if you're new to this, you probably want to look for uh maybe maybe some more stuff like like these single entries or the, the not like you have to stay lower. Maybe even go like a, you know if you're putting in a hundred bucks, maybe go twenty dollar single entry and that way you can just differentiate yourself with a good lineup. Uh, speaking of lineups, uh, let's get into some specifics about. Uh, I, I oh, will say yeah, just a, a great example of that is like I had a guy who was saying, "Well, I'm putting 20 lineups in the milli every week, so that's 400 bucks." Yeah, and I said that's that's okay. And I said my personal opinion there to your point you just said there's a which is one of my favorite contests. There's a nine dollar one called the Slant, and you know to your point, so you're talking about the structure of payouts. It's only you know 
you know, so if you finish like 15th in the Millie Maker, you, you make like 10,000. You're like, man, I finished 15th out of 290,000 <laughs> yeah, yeah, people, yeah. and this is, this is all I make. Well, the NFL slant, it's 50,000 up top, but at, you can see the structure breakdown that the, you know, and you can put, it's nine bucks. So you, for that 20, I said, you can put 50 in this, which is still not the 150 max, but I said, you have much more leverage and you learn how to construct a little bit better. And you're, if you finish like 15th in that, your return is a lot higher than throwing money into the Millie Maker. Yeah. In other words, if you want to play in the Millie, it, like, it, look, I've seen, I've seen all these different guys play these different strategies in terms of, like, um, like Tampo, who is one of the guys that writes on your site, he like, he does the big million maker into the golf events and he puts a crap ton of lineups in and you can tell he's like big game hunting, but it is harder to build your bankroll in a steady and consistent way. Now, I mean, no, I'm just saying it's bad. It's just different strokes for different folks. But, uh, I, if, if people are diving into DFS for the, uh, for the first time and you're putting in a hundred bucks in week one, you're saying, I'm, if, once I lose that, I'm out. Uh, I would recommend you do something like the $5 three entry max or the $12 single entry as opposed to just diving like 20 bucks a week for the million maker, because there's a pretty good chance that eight weeks into the season, you're going to be out of that hundred bucks. Just hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you have understanding the long, you know, and we talked about it money on the pod is that most of us that the way we play, we're trying to hit maybe four weeks out of 17 to have a positive return. But right. we strategize that on the season because it's, it's so hard to hit NFL. They're just big. And you go, all right, here's my bankroll for the season. And my goal is to have three or four winning weeks. Now I may break even some or whatever, but if you know that going into the season, you strategize ahead of time, your returns are a little bit better. And if nothing else, you, you make it through the whole season with learning and understanding and building for the future. Yeah. And like one of the other things too, this is a, and I, I t- I've told you this in person. We played, Gup and I played golf in Greensboro. And I'll tell anybody this. I suck at bankroll management. That's just not my strength. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a left brain, uh, guy and, um, and I married a left brain lady and just, it's a disaster over here. But, um, the, uh, the, 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 one of the things about bankroll management is if like, let's say you got in week one and you play four contests and you do well in them all. And all of a sudden you've made $450 on your hundred dollar, uh, you know, original deposit. Do not go out and enter $550 in week two, because no. then it's the same thing. Like if you go out and, and place a bunch of bets in week one and you go five and oh, and you're like, I'm a genius. I win bets. No, that's not how it works. Don't go out and double or triple your bets. You gotta, you gotta be consistent about it. Like you said, Cup, you wanna, you wanna win a couple of weeks out of the year. Um, let, let's, uh, let's do some uh, specific players maybe that you're looking at for, uh, week one. Cause that, we can get into, like, I don't know how into the weeds listeners get and tweet us, uh, at Will Brinson, obviously, and then at I am the Gup, um, on Twitter. And you can, uh, if you got, if you have DFS questions or if, you know, if you'd like, if you would like to hear more, deep dive sort of i don't know what the like technical term i don't want to get in the weeds too much on like sure bankroll like i have no idea as i told you what like what our listenership likes but who who are you kind of looking at for week one and what sort of uh stats would you eye if you were constructing a, a dfs lineup for week one yeah so you know did some rebranding in last week so the twitter handle is now at oh, gup my uh, bad. Yeah, oh, you got yeah, gup you got gup yeah, uh, yeah at gup underscore uh gc ffg um so you can find me there but and we rebranded did whole new um graphics and all that so you can check all that out but yeah week one will be interesting so you obviously you got guys like so it's kind of like a major in golf so in golf normally the salaries come out um monday afternoon on a typical week well for a major they'll come out like the thursday before 10 days before and so you get and they don't change. If you're not familiar with DraftKings, you probably said that. When the salaries come out, that's their salary. They want so if someone like Andrew Luck is still available at 
whatever, 60 some hundred, and you just have to know to take it, not do it, but, um, they don't he's change the, the salaries. He's the second highest priced guy on DraftKings right now, 6700. And so with that, you're, you automatically know Jacoby Brissett at 4400 is going to be a hot type of play, could be high owned. Um, stuff I look at in NFL, which is obviously way different than golf. I, I think the pro, one of the problems with the NFL is, is the paralysis by analysis can come into play because you have, almost seven full days if you're looking at the Monday slate to analyze, reanalyze, second guess, triple guess, whereas golf, we get it Monday afternoon and you got lock almost by Wednesday night because most tee times are 7 a.m. For sure. It's not as much time. So I think that can go over. But obviously, like injury reports, um, some of the tools we've we've put on the site will get you know we're going to look at snap share so especially on running backs how many how many snaps are they getting on the field um i like to look at the offensive and defensive snap count for the team so how many plays are they running which which correlates into yards per play and that's more of an opportunity type deal so if the chiefs are running 60 Eight and the Titans are running 48, you know, there's just less opportunities for yards and production. Right. Uh, t- time of possession's big. Um, are, you know, like the Cowboys, are, they're kind of known for slow. They like to slow the game down. Um, if they get a lead, especially, and that could hurt a guy that, especially a wide receiver, you know, if they get a lead versus a team, if they're uh, kind of a favorite, I may not do that because in the second half, they may not throw the ball five times type of deal. They want to run the clock, run the ball, especially if Zeke plays, which we can get in that later. But, um, <laughs> we have an O-line, D-line matchup kind of chart. Um, obviously I think you're a pro football focus. You, you may check them for out sure, as yeah. well, but love their site along with many others. They have an in-depth grading system that's awesome. Um, and, I like ours isn't near that. It's just more of a quick look at potential matchups for the week where an O line or D line does well running versus passing. And then, you know, the last two things I look at is I really like looking at home and away splits, meaning especially the quarterback, how they play on the road, how they're playing at home. Um, I think the quarterback has the biggest variance in the NFL at home and away split. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything, but it's a deep dive. And then how many touches is a guy getting or how many targets are they getting on the air that are kind of the big deals for me when I'm going into statistical looking, um, heading into Sunday. As far as guys this week, I mean, like going back to contest selection, if you're in the million maker and you play Jacoby, you're, you're going to play him with, a, you know, 10,000 other people. So yeah. there's not a lot of leverage there, um, in playing that guy. So you kind of got to, dip around if you're in a three max or a single max that we talked about it's okay to play him and then kind of differentiate somewhere else but i really like Foles at home i just think fantasy wise he could come out and have a pretty good game that that first week um especially you know it's hot humid over there and they've been practicing in it um just as a sleeper, I think Stafford, at, even though he's on the road, but the car against the Cardinals could be a good play quarterback wise. Card- Cardinals defense is going to suck. No, no Patrick Peterson. And like, and you mentioned stacks earlier, just so people, if people don't know, it's a stack and people do, I, they call it different stuff. My buddy Nathan, who I did a draft with the other night, claims he invented the stack. He's, it somehow convinced people in Raleigh that it's true. It's just a lie. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, uh, it's, it's where you take a quarterback and a pass catcher and you put them together. Um, and so if Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, if you, if they connect, right. you're going big. And, uh, I, I assume you like the Stafford, uh, Galladay stack, Kenny Galladay stack this week. Yep. And I mean, you can, you can, stacks has grown into, you can do running back wide receiver, you know, running back wide receiver tied in. Don't do the quarterback. I mean, that it's, you know, any combination of two players on that offensive side is what they, you know, a term of a stack. Um, yeah, I like Stafford and Galladay and, and you know, I'm high on digs this week. So that's one where I look at, do I want to stack? And I'm, I love cook. So I could stack cook and digs and be, you know, obviously salary comes into that and trying to figure it out. The combination of the teams. Um, I think another guy that's going to be just a perception play is Mac. I think their luck's gone. So the rest of the Colts suck now. And I'm like, well, I don't think they did anything. I think he's just gone. So, 
you know, Jacoby's not the worst. Let's give it a, and people may shy away from Mac because of that. And so I, I kind of like Mac at, at a good value there. And, and my last running back that I kind of had that's a little is Coleman. I think he's going to do well at the 49ers. Um, I loved him in Atlanta, played him a lot, um, at times, especially, you know, when, when the other one was hurt, but, you know, two of my favorites for the season going in is Cook and Chubb. I love yeah. them. And it's, uh, season long, I like both of them. Um, I, ha- I got Cook last night, my first live draft I've had of the year. So, you know, those are two of the guys I like long term, and, and we'll look at them most weeks if they have the right matchup and, and maybe potentially low own type of deal. Uh, yeah, you and I are on the same page on Cook and Chubb. Anybody that listens to this podcast know I'm all I'm all in on Dalvin Cook. Uh, we had R.J. White on yesterday uh, for Sportsline Day talking about uh, how he was out in Vegas, and he and I uh, he I sent him I PayPal him fifty bucks, and we we hit uh, Dalvin Cook to win the rushing title at twenty to one, which I think is pretty good value. I don't think I don't think that Kareem Hunt is going to be nearly as big a threat to Nick Chubb when he finally comes back as people think. I, I mean, Chubb, I, I get that Hunt is um, the guy from from Dorsey's days in KC, but he drafted Chubb in his, with a second round pick. I mean, he, he invested heavily in Chubb, and I think if they're a playoff contender, um, that they will want to you know at least keep Chubb fresh. But I don't think they're going to shy away from like letting him be the focal point of that offense, even when Hunt comes back. Well, it goes back to they're a team that, especially the way Baker likes to play, that they're high on that snap count deal. So it helps that even if he does play, they're a team that, you know, so I look at that saying, all right, yeah, they may split time, but if they're a 65 plus per game team split in time, that's different than a 50 snap team split in time because there's just not as many touches. And back to your cook deal, a little forecasting later in the pod is that ties into one of my, I'm going to give one of my biggest plays um, that I'm giving to the community as well, but I'm going to do it free here and it ties into cook as well. So I I love the Vikings this year. All right. Well, let's talk gambling then because uh, we can get, again, you get like DFS is easy to get into the weeds and there's there's like this fascinating, and I didn't know about this. I told you this when we played golf the other day, but like I didn't, I didn't, I had not realized how the breadth of like the DFS community online, like it's like, I, like I follow a ton of like dudes and I, I found like a bunch of good Twitter followers, um, you know, as a result, and you and I, you know, we, you and I end up connecting, get to, you know, get to hang out in real life, uh, drink, drink cold beer and, and Tito's, uh, on, yep. on the golf course. So, I mean, like, it's a, it's a, it's a good deal, but, but the gambling is what people, people want to, people want that paper, people want that, uh, that cash, and we're going to try and give them some. When you, the, ga- want- the gambling is nice because it's you against the books, right? And then yeah, it's also, yeah. the, the fantasy market is so saturated on the football side, which is probably why people thought we were golf only because we want to make our name in that. Cause, and obviously with DraftKings and PGA partnering, you know, two weeks, um, two or three weeks ago, that I think that's going to grow. And, and there's just so many options with football that we want to make our name and we'll, we'll niche it a little bit, but there's so many options. I mean, and we try not to regurgitate the same stuff, but gambling, it's, it's us against them. So everybody's yeah. on the same team and, you know, let's go and make some money. And, that, and that's kind of how I like to cash flow my season. And then DFS, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. It's like gambling. It's like if you win, everybody, it's like everybody high fives each other. And like, you know, right. it's like DFS. It's like, Oh, congratulations. You won a hundred grand. I, I didn't. And you're right. not, and yeah, you're not, yeah. and you're not giving out that money. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, alright, you, you were in Vegas last weekend, I believe, actually, you're probably there, yep. same time as, uh, RJ, actually. Uh, yep. what, um, I know you entered the super contest, I saw that on Twitter, did you hit up, uh, what, what, did you, what other season-long contest did you join? I think maybe the Circa? I don't, I don't even know what the deal on the Circa is. I didn't, I'm not doing the super contest this year because I couldn't get out there, but, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, so the Circa is a new book and a new guy, um, I talked to Jay, uh, Cornegie, who runs the super contest, so, you know, yeah. got to, got to be good friends with him over the last few years. Um, competition really for them. They, they think they can go out there and try to try to build something similar to super there. They're, you know, the super contest is 1500, an entry to max. So you can enter twice per, per social security number. Um, the circa is doing 
a thousand an entry, but you can do three. Okay. Same premises, five games a week, NFL only. Uh, but they're guaranteeing, you know, potential overlay there that they're guaranteeing a million to first, no matter how many entries they get. So that's kind of their lure for this year is, um, you know, they, so when we say overlay, that's kind of a DraftKings terms. It means it didn't back to your juice part of, you know, DraftKings juices up, you know, they take 10, 12% of the contest. Well, if that, that's only if they fill. And so if they don't feel that's what you call overlay. Same here is if that contest doesn't hit X amount of entries, then they're going to be eating that. But they're wanting to grow their brand. People do this. FanDuel and DraftKings did it five, ten years ago sure. as well. So it's a good contest, I think. I mean, same premises, so it's no extra work than the super contest. And you get a third entry in there. We, we did all three of them. Um, so looking to see how many entries it gets. I think last night I saw it got up to 1,000. Um, I, I don't know what the break-even number is for them, but – Compared to the super contest will be probably well over 3,000 at least. So right. a little bit better odds and hitting that. Um, you know, Will Hill's a good one. I, I didn't do it this year. There's uh, just college there, right? It's five, right. five college uh, games. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a limited field of games. <clears throat> it's not every game on the board. Right. So that, that's what we kind of shied away from, especially with the circuit coming on board because there were a lot of games, um, I liked in college that wasn't on their pick board and I felt like I was, being leveraged there and NFL, you get all of them, right? And they, right. they set the lines on Wednesday and sometimes you can take massive advantage of that. And so, um, I, and I don't like, I don't mind the gold nugget one. I think it's a combo. I think it's football and college. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. I like, I like that idea, but like I would spend, I would outthink myself repeatedly right. doing that. I mean, I'd be like, Oh, I don't know. Do I do five like college games or five pro games? And, uh, so once it, yeah, once I found out the circuit, we kind of took our budget and said we're doing three in that and two in the super. Or we did four in the super contest. Me and a buddy each did two each. So, you know, that's our that's our budget for the year. And and you know, got our proxy out there, great great guy, and and rolling with it. So I'm I'm, I'm excited for it. We were in the top 100, you know, a lot of the season last year, and and just finished outside of it on the super and and top hundred last, last year. Just, yeah, because last year it moved to top 100 and then it, yeah. it's grown so much that, that that happened. It had previously been uh top 50. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Well, so when you look at that, um, well, let's talk about week one. I mean, I know the Super Contest lines aren't out yet, but anything pop out to you week one, uh, early bets that you would put down for the NFL? You know, I, 
I was interested to see. I was hoping that I would get a week one adjustment while I was in Vegas on the Colts game. Yeah. Um, I did snag an over seven plus like one something um, early Sunday morning. Okay. But um, I didn't get the adjusted line on the game, and I think I've heard it's up to maybe eight. Is it I eight? Uh, I'd seen. Is it up to? It might be up to eight now. I wouldn't be surprised. I had the. Um, I had the Chargers. Minus three when the Lux, when the Lux stuff started popping off. So I'm probably going to try and middle it. Let's see. It is a, a seven plus one, plus seven minus 120. So actually it might be, might be coming down. That's, coming the, that's down. local. I, I can't, I can't get the Westgate app open on my phone because I got a long story short. I have a mobile betting account and they changed the thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, so yeah. I, I mean, obviously there's a pretty big window from what it was. Yeah. And I like, I like, I mean, even at seven, I think that could be a potential make my play. And, and it'll be interesting to see what the super contest line comes out at, as we said at lot. So they release it Wednesday night and the line doesn't move for that contest only. Um, but they're on my short list to look at. Um, I kind of mentioned the dolphins earlier. Um, I think, I think the public play will be to hammer the Ravens minus five. Um, and so if that line gets, if it could get up to six, I would take the dolphins at home, you know, in, in 95 degree humid weather <laughs> plus six, um, just cause of the overreaction of the public. I like to look for those kind of, those kind of situations. Um, and, and then I, I'm a big, you know, back to the Vikings and, and getting them at home. Um, he's, he's a great against the spread coach. And so that's one that's on yep. the short board for me looking at the Vikings minus four. I think Atlanta is going to be down this year overall. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm going, I'm, I'll probably go Vikings there as, as an early lane. What's your, what's your thought on the NFC South then? I mean, I, I just, cause I think I, I, I've, everybody I know kind of leans differently. Um, oh wait, never mind. I know what you think about the NFC South. What am I talking about? This is a setup for the Panthers play. Um, yeah. I'm like, each, each day is like either like a, like a crushing blow to my psyche or like a lift up if somebody's on the Panthers or off the Panthers. Kenny White wants the under, RJ White likes the over. And I, I believe that you actually uh, have the same Super Bowl bet on the Panthers as I do, right? I do. I, I bet them uh, win the Super Bowl and Newton to win the MVP um, very early on it. Late late July, basically as soon as the props started coming up. Late July, early August, I hit them, um, released it to the community. But uh, obviously, you know, him tweaking kind of you know, makes you a little nervous. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I originally liked the over, and I didn't hit it yet on the on the on the games. Um, I, I went with these just because of the bigger odds. Um, thinking you know if he has a great year, if he stays healthy, I still think he's. I mean, if he plays. You know, ninety percent of the games this year, I, I think you know they could be a ten and six, eleven and five. Tough if he, team, if, so. he, if he plays sixteen games, they aren't winning less than eight games. I mean, that's just like they are not going to win less than eight games with the Cam Newton playing sixteen games. Now, does he? I don't know if he plays sixteen games if he's coming off right. shoulder surgery and he tweaked his foot in the first preseason action he had. But if, if that a line is decent and he, the offensive line is decent and he plays sixteen, I'm very confident in my over seven and a half. Yes, I agree with that. Um, you mentioned the Falcons. You you think the Falcons are going to be down this year, or is that just like a? I mean, what's the? Yeah, I mean, part of it is you know obviously if you have a team up in a division, you have so they got the losses got to come from somewhere. Sure. Um, and I'm not as high on the Saints, you know, but I do think I do think they'll you know Drew Brees will make a run. I think you know they're going to be a little bitter after the way their season ended last year. Um, I don't know if they'll be as good as they were last year, but I mean, Kamara's look great. Um, if their D can, can kind of play like they did, especially the second half of the year, the big question there is Breeze. What was the last four games kind of a, mm. you know, just a, just a short term injury that now he's over or is it a sign of the future? And so that questions a little bit, but you know, I, I, I don't have the Falcons making the playoffs or anywhere close to that, mainly because I have the, the Panthers rated up so high. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, I was just going to look at and see. I, we talked about this, um, down in Fort Lauderdale, but, uh, the, I, I think this is just crazy to me. The over under for Drew Brees passing yards, depending on where you find it, is somewhere between like 4,100 and 4,300. I mean, that is really low. And it makes me wonder, like, who, I mean, is, is that based on just people looking at this and saying, all right, the Saints are definitely going to run and he's just not going to throw the ball as much. I mean, you know, clearly he was at 3,900 last year, but I mean, and 4,300 the year before, but prior to that, he led the league in passing yards three straight years. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, I, it's, I mean, they are going to run the ball. It's just a red flag that it's that low to me. Correct. I think it's, yeah. It, are they protecting the, the, the shoulder or do they want him to be fresh at the end of the year, which I do think they're going to be a lot, lot more run heavy early on in the year um you know they got fresh legs back there and they're going to work the horses but um if they're in a lot of shootouts or a lot of stuff like that you know especially early then you know they got to throw some um you got to get tom i mean you just paid the man a ton of money to catch balls so you're gonna have to throw it to him but i do think if they if they had their choice they want to you know control the clock a little bit and and run the ball which you know i would say that that breeze number could be all right especially where he's at in his career but i think a lot of it has to do with the the unknown of where he is overall yeah it's pretty shocking that he had less than four thousand passing yards last year i mean that's that is is, yeah i mean that's just that is the first time that has happened to drew breeze since uh 2005 in san diego which is his final year with uh, with the Chargers. Okay, so you mentioned the Vikings. Um, what's your? Uh, I mean, look, what's what's this big play you uh, you're, you're lurking on with Minnesota? Because I am anybody listening to this. I mean, look, I'm all in on Minnesota. I like I like that you. Uh, I like the, unless you're betting the under on the Vikings, then I'm terrified. No, I, I've seen it move um, even up to nine with plus money, and so you know, yeah, a, a release for me, and probably my biggest investment-wise preseason won't be my biggest payoff obviously because you got you know 20 to 1 40 to 1 type stuff will be the vikings over nine plus 100 i think i think it's a break even at nine um you can get it at eight and a half in spots but you're gonna lay 133 135 type number i got guess Uh, what i got nine and a half plus 110 at my local right yeah so i mean must be moving up yeah uh, you know and so that's one i grab i don't know if i got that on an offshore or local um last night but yeah, that's an official player. It will be my biggest one of the preseason prior in. My second would probably be, um, which a lot of people are kind of down on. It's worried me a little bit, but I, I'm a big on the 49ers as well. And, and I like, I like that. I like to get it to a little less juice on the over eight, but I, I see them as an eight and eight rebound team. Um, I love their foundation they're building and I think they will be a Super Bowl contender in the next two or three years if quarterback can stay healthy. But my number one by far is, is going to be the Vikings. I, I think nine and seven is a worse season for them. And I, and I really don't think it gets there. I think they go 10 and six and better. I'm, I've got them at a 13 and three when all is said and it's just, it's just what I'm, I was what I'm predicting when, um, when you, what, what kind of unit, I mean, I'm not looking for a unit amount of like what, you know, but like when you say it's your biggest play, is this like a two unit play, three unit play? What are you, uh, what are you, what are you putting on it? Yeah, it'll probably, you know, yeah, like a three unit, if, if you call it, you know, and I, I use the terminology stars in my system when I do yeah. it, but, but it basically just represents a percentage of your bankroll that you're betting. You know, we go into that with people because people think it's, there are people out there that's calling it. I love this place so much. It's my hundred star unit of the, <laughs> and so I try to get away from that because I don't want people thinking I'm that kind of person. You know, my track record proves I'm not, but. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, I teach people it's a percentage of either your weekly bankroll or your season long, however you want to define it. But, you know, if you're a hundred dollar player, um, you know, you know, if you're if you have a thousand dollar budget and you're doing a three star or something, you know, it'd be three percent of that 
weekly budget or however you want to define right, well, it. Let's say, uh, let's say, let's say you hypothetically have a thousand dollars to spend on season bets, uh, before mm-hmm. the season starts. And that's not including your weekly bets on, on games and all that, but you put a thousand dollars down, you want to sprinkle it across various props. Um, what, how much would you be putting on the Vikings out of that, out of that thousand bucks? Um, in that exact scenario, it would be 300. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I thought. I just want to make sure. I mean, yeah. like, and that's, in other words, like that's a, it's a pretty significant play. And if, if you like the Vikings and you listen to this podcast, you may want to get that in now, because as I said, it's nine and a half plus money on, on my local and the Westgate, uh, released their updated win totals on, uh, what's today? Today we're recording this on Wednesday. So they released it on Monday morning and it moved up to nine over minus 120, which means that, uh, it's certainly heading that way. And when you sort of read the tea leaves on, uh, on, on other teams, right? The Packers are nine over minus 130, but, uh, the Bears, actually the Bears are over nine minus 140. Interesting. I'm surprised by that. I think Chicago takes a step back here as, as everybody knows. Um, when you said, you mentioned the, um, the 49ers. If uh, if Jimmy G plays 16 games, you think this is a playoff team? I do. Yeah, I do. If if he does, because I, I have if you know back to if he plays 16, but I have the Rams down in that scenario, um, potentially missing the playoffs, maybe not. But sure. I, I I like the foundation of the 49ers much more than I do the Rams, especially if you give me a three year lookout. I'm much higher on the 49ers long term, uh, but this year alone, I think. Um, if he's playing, I mean, I think they could sweep the Rams, which gives them a big leverage on the, on the division and make it, you know, even, you know, nine to seven, ten and six type of year. And so I like them. I know that the, I think the, at least what I've heard and listened to a bunch of people, most people are on, on the other side. They think oh, that yeah. that number are, you know, they're un, you know, they're overvalued and, you know, they only won X amount of games last year, blah, blah, blah. But, um, I don't really think you can compare last year with the situations they had. Um, overall, I think they're a solid team. So I, I definitely think they can make the playoffs and I think they would. If someone said, Back to Cam. If you give me Cam and, and Jimmy G 16 games, I think both of those teams are in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I trust Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I know they didn't win anything last year, but they were in like a bunch of close games. Uh, and you know, if you look at what, um, you know, what he did with like Nick Mullins, I mean, George Kittle was, it was dynamic. Uh, by the way, uh, RJ White, who's a sharp guy, uh, one of our editors yesterday pointed out that he took Jimmy G at 50 to one to win the MVP. Uh, that, that is coming down. So if you can find it at 50 to one or plus, that's a pretty good bet if the, if the 49ers pop up and have a, and have a real big year. Uh, any other picks that you, and I've, we've, we've somehow been talking for 40 minutes, 35 minutes. So sorry about that. Uh, no, you're you, fine. You have a, you have, you have, you have a family and a, and a job to deal with. Um, <laughs> Anything else that, uh, oh yeah, I know you bet on the, um, you took the Browns. I remember, I, I remember seeing this as soon as like the Odell Beckham trade happened. What, how much, how much do you try and jump on movement of lines when news happens? Or is that something where it's just a rare instance of you already kind of like the Browns. They were a sleeper coming up and then they add a player like that and, and it's worth speculating on, on taking them to win the Super Bowl. I think what, like 50 to 35 to 1, 50 to 1. What was it? Yeah, it, it dropped pretty quick. Some got 30. So on my official release, I used 21 just because of the community, what they could get access okay, to. Cool. And to. To be fair to them, I, yeah. I technically got it at 30, um, but that thing dropped, you know, massively within an hour. I don't do that a lot because most, like the Andrew Luck deal, I didn't do it at all because I was hoping the flip side would happen. They would overreact and then I would jump on the other side once the, you know, that number comes down to if I could get it at a six and a half or a seven. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that would depend on a personal situation. Like you said, you already had the, if you had the Chargers minus three, 
well, now you got a huge opportunity to middle. And so that, that's a, that's a, you know, something you can look into. Did you, did but, you, did you post an official play in the middle of this podcast? I like that. That's very good. Oh, I did. Well, <laughs> I you're saying, you're I saying, you're, slack you're, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're saying it's, uh, it's going to no. move. So I, what I didn't want is them to listen to this tomorrow and be like, Hey, you didn't release it to us. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Well, no, 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 I think it's great. You're multitasking. That's how you got to yeah. do it. Plus, like the thing is, is, um, yeah, how bad would that suck if you're like, you say on here, like, I'm taking the Vikings over nine, and then tomorrow it like shoots up to nine and a half. Nine and a half yeah. <laughs> Nobody can get it. Uh, but yeah, right. back to, sorry, back to the Browns. I, yeah, I mean, obviously a huge Baker fan, huge, I'm born and raised in, in Oklahoma. I was a preferred walk on at Oklahoma, then transferred oh, oh, out. Before, to, before you, yeah, I should point out that last year, Gup, uh, hammered Kyler Murray to win the Heisman at 40 to one before the season. So that was pretty smart. Yeah, and the same trip. We have an annual trip the same weekend every year. And, um, one of my buddies, partners, actually he helped kind of create the, the super contest out there with Jay. And that's how I kind of got some inside there to, to know all those guys. Um, John, John Clemmer, OG John, great guy on the community, uh, a 40 year type handicapping veteran, like still keeps the old notepad stuff. Yeah, he, yeah. It. But he got out there the night before me and he goes, Hey, Kyler's, you know, 40 to one at Westgate. And I was like, Max, how much will they take? And, they wow. rejected the first one and then, you know, they had to call Jay. Luckily he knows Jay, which Jay can't cut him any favors, but he goes, Hey, what do we got going on? And, um, we wound up laying it the 40 twice and then we got, they dropped it to like 33 and then 30. And so all in, um, yeah, our, our kind of group, we, we hit it pretty hard and one, one 80,000, I think was our total on that. Um, which two weeks left in the season looked like it was dead to rights, but sure. it panned out. So it, you know, and this year, um, the circa had just uh, had fields, you know, Ohio state's quarterback at 25 to one. And there was nowhere in the market I could get it at 12 to one or, or better. And so that's kind of my Kyler this year because it was there. Um, so if anybody's going this weekend and you can get to circa and they still got that 25 or, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd get on that, but it's not like I think he's going to win. I didn't know if Murray would or not. Right. Um, I obviously love the program and all that, but I was like, the number was so great that it's a great value play, you know, that early in the season. Yeah. And I think one of the things too, that people, we talked about this with RJ a little bit yesterday, like shopping around is important. I mean, you're talking about, so RJ saw, uh, he wanted, he took the Colts at four and a half to one to win the division after, you know, the overreaction to the, to the Andrew Luck news, they flipped with the Texans and, and now they're the, the back end. It's a wide open division, but, um, you know, he had four to one at the Westgate and saw four and a half to one somewhere else. And so, I mean, you know, it's like, I can, you can picture it like you're sitting at one, cause like one sports book, like, I don't want to schlub all the way over town, but you're about an extra hundred bucks if you put a, you know, if you put a. Oh, massive. Yeah. I mean, the, the, and so it's important to note that when you're, you know, when you hear these numbers, if we say like, you should take fields at 25 to one, well, you shouldn't take fields at nine to one. Like just because Gup says right. like fields is a good value at 25 to one does not mean that he's a good value at nine to one. And that's, that's important when you look at these MVP rankings. You know, T, uh, TA Cleveland was on here and talking about Kirk Cousins. Well, Kirk Cousins at 70 to 1 for MVP is great. Kirk Cousins at 30 to 1 to MVP, maybe not so great. I mean, and I think people sort of lose that distinction sometimes. You know, you know, and I think that's going to be a positive growing in the industry as we have yeah. what, what we like to call outs. You want at least three or four outs and, and it gets frustrating, especially golf because golf isn't as big as football. And sometimes I'll get lines on books that I'm at and I have, you know, subs that are like, man, I can't get that line. I'm like, I, the only thing I can tell you is try to give as many, you know, many outs, whether it's offshore with the legalization, it'll be nice because people can actually get some outs, um, locally. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would love to be in Vegas almost every week to be able to post Stop shop around, and, and right. go up there and do, I mean, and they do it. I mean, these sharps, the guys are there for a living. 
a, a half a point is massive to them, you, you know, and it, or a, you know, 10 cents here, 20 cents here over the long term of the season for what they're trying to do. It's a huge value. Yeah. I mean, cause you, again, you got to understand, like if you hit 57% of your NFL picks, you are smashing. I mean, that's a, that's a really good season. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, way over. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. My, I, I think I'm decent and my, my lifetime NFL is 53.8 and I'm up 119 units lifetime. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of units. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Um, all right. Anything else, uh, from your Vegas trip that you would, uh, that you would look at best bets NFL wise for the season that you kind of, that you think might, might work out well? I had one that, um, you know, just was my kind of rookie of the year. I, I, there's two I really like, depending on where you can get the value. And, and Montgomery for the Bear, you know, I like Montgomery a lot this year. Uh, he was great running back at Iowa State. Yep. And then I'm still high on, I know Gordon's back, but I think Kerry's special at New England. And I think Gordon coming back only helps him. And it's hard for a wide receiver to win rookie of the year, but I think that's still great value, depending on where you can get it, 25, 30 to one type of deal. Those are two on my short list I'm looking at to, to potentially get a bet in on rookie of the year. Um, other than that, no, I mean, I'm pretty much, you know, would you grab, would you in. grab, would you grab Montgomery at 20? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, by the way, as I was texting my buddy, Will Newman, um, was texting with me this morning before we fired at this podcast. Montgomery now is four and a half to one on sportsbook at that AG, which is really, yeah. Uh, and wow. he's 16 to one on a local, I, um, I don't know what he is on, uh, I'll see if I can find him on the Westgate. But, yeah, I mean, like, that's dropping a lot, which means I think people look at this Bears team and think, all right, maybe, you know, maybe they won't be, uh, you know, maybe they won't be the dominant team they were last year, but they're going to, it seems like they're going to lean on Montgomery. And he's looked really good in the preseason. I would feel, right. I would yep. feel very comfortable backing him at 15 to one or more. Uh, four and a half to one is just not, I don't, you know, I don't have any, any interest in that for a rookie of the year award. But, you know, I, I you know, Kyler could easily win this thing. Um, yeah. The other guy, by the way, Josh Allen for defensive rookie, fifteen to one locally, like seven to one on, on offshore. So that would be uh, that would be somebody to look at if you want to splash. I don't know how you feel about the Jaguars, but I could see. You know, yeah, I could see. I, I, yeah, I think they're probably undervalued in the market a little bit. Um, you know, it's it, you know you hear it a lot. Is it which team is it? Is it you know the defense from two years ago or right. last year? Yeah. And, you know, how are they going to do? Yeah. And how is Fernet going to show up? All right. Uh, let's get you out of here. Um, I got nothing else to add. I kept you for 45 minutes. I hope, I hope people enjoy this two and a half hour podcast that I ended up signing right. together. We might release two on, uh, on Thursday. Uh, promo. So go to gupscorner.com. You want, you got a, you got a promo code you want to give out? Yeah. Time? Yeah. You can go, you can go there now. Um, we, we release the tools on Sunday, but they're free this week. So if you want to dip and dive into nice. DFS world, um, they can, they can check them out and use them, but they're, they're good for betting or anything else, but they can use them for tomorrow night's, um, preseason slate, which has 16 games. Even if you want to play $5, you can check out the tools to help you understand how they're going to be. They're free for everybody that's on the site. Uh, you can join now through. Labor Day, um, and use the code NFL and get 25% off any of our packages. Um, we have a content package that's for everything. All sports is in there. Anything that we write, produce, picks, all that kind of stuff is involved for all sports, football, golf, college football. Um, we have a very sharp college football guy that joined us late last year. Played at Notre Dame, Bobby Berger. He's, he's, he's tremendous. He's going to be a huge asset. And then we have these tool packages, which you don't have to lie. If you're not into that, it's just a deep dive kind of help you out, but that's why we're previewing it for people so they can check them out and sure. all those you can get 25 percent off of at gupscorner.com yeah i've been uh, i've been checking out the tools like the red zone advantage there's a, a draft cheat sheet that you can check out and matchup advantages help very helpful stuff and look i mean i'll tell you i, I bet gups uh gups picks in uh during the golf season and and uh, he had a very successful 
especially on the first round leaders and the uh, the the, the outrights. Yeah, and the outrights. <laughs> Excited to see what happens in football. Uh, this is a fun time, buddy. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, appreciate it.